Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shi'urim in the Sefer Lekutim Moran. We find ourselves in the 11th Torah teaching, paragraph Ches, number 8. As has been common in many of the Torahs thus far, Rabbi Nachman is going to bring in a fabulous happening from Rabbi Babarchana, one of the personalities of the Talmud. We're going to examine each piece of this wild story and see how each piece corresponds to an idea that we've learned thus far in the Torah. Jumping right in. And this is what Rabbi Babarchana said. One time we were traveling on a ship. And we saw a bird. And it was standing in the water up to its ankles. The water was up to the bird's ankles. And its head, the head of the bird, was up in the skies. And we said, Lace Maya, there must not be so much water. Because the level's so low, as we can see, the water's only up to the ankles of the bird, we'd like to go cool ourselves off in this water. A heavenly voice came out from the skies and said, Don't come down here. A carpenter's tool, meaning an axe, fell into this water seven years ago, and it hasn't yet reached the bottom. The heavenly voice is saying, I know you think that the water is very shallow, but believe me, it is not. The Baskol continues, And it's not only because there's so much water, but rather because the water is moving so quickly, there's a current. So then Rav Ashi says, this bird was the Ziz Sadai. That's what it's called. That's the title of it. As is written in the Pasuk in Tehillim, Ziz Sadai is with me. That's the end of the story. Rav Babarachana saw a huge bird whose feet were seemingly barely in the water, and whose head was up in the skies. This huge, huge bird. It turns out that the legs are much longer than they expected because there was an unrealized depth of the water, and there was an unbelievably strong current. Now let's break down this story piece by piece. Tsiparta, the bird. What's the story with the bird regarding our Torah today? Zebachinus Hadibor. This is the concept of speech. Shu emsai ben adam, which flows between people, who were created vis-a-vis these masculine waters and feminine waters. This is a very deep Kabbalistic concept. We're only going to begin to scratch the surface. The masculine waters refer to the Shefa, bountiful blessings that come from on high, that Hashem, that God sends down to this world. And the feminine waters is the spiritual energy flowing back upwards. When these come together, different aspects of creation manifest, one of them being people, uben Shemayim, and between the heavens, meaning the deep or the speech or the bird in our story is representing speech, which connects people on the ground and the heavens above. Which are, meaning the heavens, representative of the understanding of Torah. There is so much there. Whether we're speaking about halacha, like we saw earlier in the Torah, or Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism, the depth of these two learnings are incredible and endless.
Kamuva, as has been explained in the following Medrash. Regarding the Metzora, a Metzora is a person who gets the biblical disease called Tsaras. This person needs to bring with him two birds. Yavo patataya v'yechaper al patataya. The Medrash says, bring the chatterer that can atone for the chatterer. Birds, which chatter a lot will come to atone for the person who chatters a lot. One of the reasons that a person can get saras, this biblical disease, is Lashon Hara. A person slanders someone or gossips or says something inappropriate about another person. You can get this spiritual disease. It is not contagious. We're not talking about COVID or the flu. We're talking about a spiritual disease that comes from making the wrong choices vis-a-vis your speech. Continuing to dive in, Vizeu, and this is, back in our story, Dukai Ad Karsule Bamaya. This bird was standing up to its ankles in water. Once the speech enlightens this person, what do we mean by that? It illuminates those areas that a person needs to focus on in order to grow. As we learn to make real tshuva, when you start to meaningfully examine yourself, those areas in your life that you need to focus on will illuminate for you, and you'll be able to see them so clearly. And sometimes that means we're, we're relating to the idea of vatgal magolosav v'tishchav. That's a line from the Tikkune Zohar talking about Rus, which means and she revealed his feet and laid down. We're talking about in Megillus Rus, in the story of Ruth, Ruth laid down at the feet of Boaz. Remember, as we learned earlier, Boaz represents the tzaddik, the righteous person of the generation, who can elevate speech, allowing each word to serve as a light bulb, which illuminates those areas in one's life that they need to improve. Additionally, Rus, Ruth, represents speech. Why is that? The Gemara tells us because her descendant would eventually be David HaMelech, King David, and that he, David HaMelech, Rava, satiated, Resh, Vav, Hey, satiated Hashem with his speech, with his words and his songs and his praises and his tefillos. Resh, Vav, is connected to the Resh and the Vav of Rus, Resh, Vav, Saf. The lineage of Rus would use their speech to ultimately glorify Hashem in song, in prayer, and in praise. Shehadibur tzarech lahar ba'adam, and that speech illuminates a person, shehu lemata b'madrega p'chusa, and they can see that they're on a low level. We're speaking spiritually on a low level. Ve'alkein nikra hadibur tziparta dikayad karsulem b'maya. And this is why speech is called a bird that was standing up to its ankles in water. The ankles refers to this low level. Maya, the water, ubechinas adam. Water is the people. Shinis ave b'mayin duchrin u'mayin nukvin k'yadua, because people were created from the masculine waters and the feminine waters, as is known as we learned about before. V'hadibor and speech shu bechinas tziparta which speech is a bird, kai ad kasule, that is standing up to its ankles in the water, which is a person who's on a low spiritual level, in order to illuminate him, in order to reveal his feet, like we saw with Rus, 
meaning speech was able to reach down to those lower levels. And we thought there was not a lot of water. It's impossible to merit this tremendous level of speech unless we're dealing with it through full honor, a full level of honor. Because it is in a person's eyes that he's like nothing. And this is that there is not water, there's low levels of water. That a person should see himself as very low, meaning humble. Humility is a tremendous character trait that we're always striving for. And we wanted to go down to it, meaning it to the water. This is the language of servitude. This is about being low and humble. However, we wanted to go down to cool ourselves. In this case, we're saying we wanted to go down in order to make ourselves more humble. We wanted to, to grow in this area. Like we see in the verse, Nishayahu, Oikir enosh mipaz. I will make people greater than gold. Hainu nava bishvil gadlus. So what's actually happening here is that the person wanted this humility really for their own greatness. Person wasn't trying to develop humility because that's the right character trait, but wanted to be humble, quote unquote, in order for other people to think that they're so great. He wanted honor and he wanted glory. People know just how terrible this haughtiness is, how an, an inflated ego is really bad. So people will act in a humble manner, but it's not because they're actually humble or because they're trying to get there. It's all in order to acquire glory. If this is why a person is acting humble, in order for other people to say, wow, that person's so great, or wow, I wish I could be like that person, this is obviously the wrong reasons. And these actions really serve as the exact opposite. They serve as the highest level of an inflated ego. Everyone, look at me. I'm so humble. I'm the most humble of anyone in the whole world. It's an oxymoron. It's exact opposite. If a person is trying to draw attention and honor because of their humility, they're totally missing the point. Earlier in the Torah, we learned about emes. We have to be truthful with ourselves. What are our motivations if we're doing something for the right reason versus the wrong reason? When we meaningfully take time to examine ourselves and really see what's the truth. Am I actually growing in my humility or am I growing in my ego and I want people to think that I'm humble? Please, God, we can spend time and he's bided us in deep reflection and communication with the Almighty to really look at ourselves and understand how am I growing, where do I need to grow, and how can I get bigger and bigger. We're going to pause here, wishing everyone a beautiful day.